0: Hello, Apefreshers. This is Miss Hines. It's April 15th. It's Tuesday. It's about one in the afternoon, and I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, thanks for listening. I looked at the analytics of my last podcast when I went over the DBQ rubric, and only nine people listened to it. I'm sad. Anyways, um, I'm trying to train myself how to do a video PowerPoint and how to do a Zoom class without an audience. Um, maybe that will be better so you can see slides and whatnot instead of just listening to my voice. I don't know. Anyway, you'll hopefully listen to this because the, the questions for um, today's lesson that I'm gonna post on Edsby in a little bit are based on the video from today from, a, from the YouTube channel for College Board for the AP review. Today they actually started, Mr. Horton started with the review of period three. So they split up period three into three different sections. Today were um, the American, was the American Revolution Causes and Effects. It covered topic 3.2 and 3.5, which is part of the course and exam description I shared with you. He also does a lesson at the end of it, which is supporting an argument DBQ practice. You might be interested in knowing that it's the DBQ that we did back in the beginning of the year, probably like September, October, I don't know, it it was a while ago. And it was a DBQ that we looked at. We at least looked at the documents for sure. Uh, We might have just written a thesis. I can't recall. But it's the American Revolution DBQ. Um, The overriding question that he starts with, um, what were the causes of the American Revolution, which were the most significant? And at the end of the lesson, um, he said that you should understand the French and Indian War, the economic causes of the war, the ideology of the revolutionaries, the role of common sense in the Declaration of Independence, and why Americans actually won the American Revolution. He gets into some great history as a review for you, um, including um, a map or a, a photo Artist rendering, actually, of what Fort Duquesne looked like. Fort Duquesne is modern-day Pittsburgh, and I've been fortunate enough to visit there to see Fort Pitt. Well, it's a blockhouse of part of it. The original fort isn't there any longer, but the outline of it is. And then there's an amazing history museum there um, at the Point. That's what they call it in Pittsburgh, Point Park. And it's an amazing museum of the French and Indian War. I don't know if you've ever noticed, I had that little Heinz ketchup bottle pin on my lanyard worth my name tag. I bought that little bottle of ketchup at that museum because Heinz pickles, Heinz mustard, Heinz ketchup, all that Heinz stuff, H-E-I-N-Z, starts in Pittsburgh. So there you go. The other thing I really liked about the um, beginning of the video, of his video today, was an excellent, the best map I've ever seen of the locations of Pontiac's Rebellion. Amazing. Um, When I look up to where my mother-in-law lives in Oil City, Pennsylvania, and you go north of there and there's Fort Duquesne, or I'm sorry, um, what's it called? Um, Presque Isle, Fort Presque Isle. I think I've sent some pictures from Franklin, where um, one of the forts was located. And my sister-in-law's house nearby, there. they found a cemetery with graves from the French and Indian War. There's like a historical marker of it, creepy and cool. So check that out for sure. Um, They talk about, he talks about salutary neglect today. I love how he uses the term. He says that when he teaches salutary neglect, he uses the term respectful ignoring. I think that's a great way to explain salutary neglect. That's when the British said, "Look, um, you know we've kind of left you alone now that the revolution or now that the French and Indian War is over. We want some money," and so they end that salutary neglect. Um, the colonies get definitely get unified. Um, and he, uh, Mr. Horton talks about some of those, um, um, things that happen. but before he does that, he taught, he has a slide up for a split second call, talks about the levels of causation. And, um, here he says that the, one of the most important levels of causation or cause and effect is which cause was more important than the uh, than the, other, the first two. So he, he was talking about it, and I like that, um, that really critical thinking part, this higher level question, which cause was more important. Instead of just listing the causes, you could talk about which one was more, more important. He talks about the economic issues in the colonies, the Sugar Act, the Stamp Act, no taxation without representation, the Stamp Act Congress, Sons of Liberty, boycotting the British responses, the Quartering Act, the Townsend duties, the Boston Massacre. I learned something about the Boston Massacre engraving. And when you get to that part in the video, make sure you hear what he has to say about that engraving, because that's one of the questions I put online for you that I'm going to put online for you in a little bit. He also talks about the Boston Tea Party. The Coercive Acts, which is also known as the Intolerable Acts when they shut down Boston Harbor for them to have to pay back for what they lost and all that tea they dumped overboard. He discusses the First Continental Congress. They don't declare independence yet. Then he talks a little bit about Lexington and Concord and gives this really cool um, image of a Google map of today, Lexington and Concord. And he makes a reference to where the the colonial troops might have been hanging out before they got started fighting. Um, He talks about the Second Continental Congress and then common sense. And then he gets into the DBQ, which um, it's an excellent DBQ. Like I said, we've we've discussed it before in class, so if it seems familiar to you, that's why. Um, Let me see if there's anything else I want to mention to you before I say bye-bye. Um, he makes a really good point, and again, he and Ms. Farr are talking about um, the importance of when you get the DBQ question, try and answer it and write a thesis first. Well the first thing you do is you create a data bank of all the information you might have um, about the question before you look at the documents. So we're not even looking at the documents, we're just trying to create that data bank And then he wants you to try and formulate a thesis. So he starts out with this working thesis that after he, that's Mitzi, she's crying. She went to the vet today and um, the vet said she looked really good. She got some more blood work and so hopefully she's going to be cleared to be adopted. Um, We've had her for over a month and she was really sick. And this is the mama kitty that her two kittens passed away. And somebody actually is... She's the gray kitty with the thumbs, if you've seen her on Instagram. Um, Someone is already interested in fostering to adopt her through Cat Crusaders, so I'm thrilled about that. We get her blood results in 24 to 48 hours. All right, sorry, I digress. I just was giving Mitzi a shout-out. So, he talks about the DBQ, and um, he talks about the importance of trying to create a thesis. He actually ends up rewriting the thesis. He gives an example of why he has to change the thesis and um, you'll see after near the end of the video the importance of including a counter argument and how that he turns that into the complexity point. He doesn't get into it but he makes a mention of it and when you watch the video today you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a great Working example of how to create that quote-unquote unicorn point that complexity point and he uses the counter argument in some documents All right, my people, that's all I have for you today um, I'm gonna have an expectation that you're gonna try and keep up with these um, videos I know that um, a few people have expressed to me that it's hard to watch the videos uh, They didn't really clarify. I don't know if it's just because they're too boring or they're not um, staying awake during them or if they don't have uh, speakers or they can't see it I'm not really sure um, are they tedious they can be um, but what I'm hoping that you'll be able to do is the goal is that you watch these and you realize how much you remember that you didn't think you would remember and If I was with you in the classroom right now, which I really wish I was because I miss you and I'd love to be reviewing with you in person, we would be talking about and I would be reminding you, see how much you remember, because a lot of students think that they've forgotten everything and in reality you haven't. You might need to brush up a little bit, but even I've given you some reading to do from the AMSCO book or from the Princeton Review book and... Even when you look at those pages, hopefully you're feeling better about, hey, I remember some of this stuff. I haven't forgotten everything. Um, And that's awesome if that's you. And if you're going, oh, uh, this isn't me. I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering any of this. I don't know of any students who have ever actually said that during an AP review in the month of April with me. So I know you're going to remember some of this stuff. Maybe not the stuff from today, but I, I, know, I know you remember Salutary Neglect because I talked about it practically every day. So um, just bear with, bear with me on this review. You have a month until the test. I don't know how they're going to continue reviewing. I mean, you can kind of see the schedule. I know that the rest of this week they're going to be doing periods um period three in three different videos and so um and one second um and when you look at the the schedule you'll have an idea of what they're actually doing um and i think as we get into some of these periods that give you a lot more information you're going to um really see the value in these videos, especially when you sit for that DBQ. I also have a online workshop tonight with the College Board to help you learn how to do the online practices and we're going to be starting those up so you can get familiar with actually where they're going to put the um, the DBQ question on the 15th on May 15th at 2 in the afternoon you have 45 minutes to write the essay and then five minutes to upload it. You can write it out by hand and take a picture of it and upload that, um, or you can type it out. Um, I think there might be some software you have to download, but that's what I'm gonna learn more about this evening on my um, webinar or meeting. It's actually not really a webinar, it's more of a meeting with um, Trevor Packer and AP teachers across the country online. So I'll let you know more about that tomorrow. All right, so make sure you're looking at Edsby today. Um, And then in a little bit, I'll post some questions. I need to go out in the yard right now and look at something. Um, Might be another bird showed up. Um, We have a wood stork out there right now. It's really cool. His name's Stewie and well, we named him. And Andre the heron. Um, and then aflack, you saw Aflack on the Instagram, on my Instagram, that white duck that we think escaped from some farm nearby, but I think Affleck's a girl long story. So, um, all right, that's all I have. Um, let me know that you've listened to my podcast today. If you send me, a a remind message saying, Hey, I listened to your podcast, Ms. Hines. And this is one thing that you had mentioned, on your podcast, um, then I know it's legit and I'll give you, um, some bonus points that will pop up, um, probably on the, well, I have to do it on an assignment that, um, you've already done because I can't go in and alter grades pretty much. I haven't figured out how to do that on online grades. So I'll give you some bonus points. Right, that's all I have today. Have a good one. Be well. Take good care of yourself. All right, bye bye.